0: Add Fitbod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at slash zabe. That's M-E Slash Zabe. Hey, Zabe here from my bookie, the official sports book of the Zabecast. Real payouts, real customer service absolutely rock-solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now. NFL is going. College football is going. About to add in the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet, Lay low and then, wham, hit them with a big right hook of a bet. Or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something, something on it. And go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar All the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, the Masters coming up, presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock solid sports book of this, the ZABEcast. Today on the Zabe Cast, we got them murder hornets, cuckoo. We got them good. Who remembers when another murder was a staple of Sunday afternoons? Ooh, I do. Andy Poland joins me. We talk about a lot of things, including rundown porn and more. Plus, how watching the deadliest catch on TV might help you cope with next week's presidential election. Your high test, not street legal. 30-minute dose of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Here we go. Tuesday, October 27th, 2020. Thank you for joining me. We got them murder hornets vacuumed out of the tree late on Saturday night. On the weekend, I believe, a team of entomologists, about 10 of them, maybe a dozen, in their big, heavy-duty bee suits with a giant vacuum at night with the red infrared nighttime lights on top of their helmets. One guy got up there on a, on a ladder. Uh, the nest was not as high as I thought it was, which I think made it a lot easier because they just brought a ladder out a team of people, and they got one guy with a portable handheld vacuum and went, <laughs> sucked them all up. I want one of those murder hornets. Now, they got about three to 400, I think I read, and I'm sure they're going to use a good number to study. They may send some around to other entomologists around the country to study them. But I thought, you got 300 dead murder hornets, can I buy one? <laughs> Seriously, I would love to be able to bid on an eBay auction for a murder hornet. Now, let's hope that in time, these don't become so common that you're like, why'd you pay for a murder hornet? I've got two nests in my backyard. They nearly killed my dog yesterday. What What are you doing? I hope we never get to that point. I hope it's a rare thing where we somehow keep them out of the country for the years going forward, although they are fairly prevalent. In Asia. But I wouldn't mind bidding on one. I don't know what I'd pay. I I haven't set a a price on that yet. But if there's any extras... Hey, do you have any extras? I'd like one. Because I know when I was a kid, when we would go to Arizona as a family, they would have at the gift shops there in rural Arizona, the old scorpion under glass or the tarantula under glass. I really wanted the tarantula under glass, but it was bigger and more expensive, and it was hard enough getting my mom... To buy me the scorpion under glass. But I finally convinced her. And I'm telling you. I sat in the back seat of our car. Just looking at that thing. For hours and hours and hours. It was so fucking fascinating. So yeah. I would like a murder hornet. Since we apparently have some extras. That said. Remember when the word murder. Was a staple. Of Sunday afternoons. And by staple I mean. It was a signal that the weekend was basically winding down and life was about to get not so good again for the week. Monday was coming. School was coming. Work was coming. It was when Pat Summerall would read the weekly Sunday afternoon promo for the upcoming CBS lineup that was featuring for a good number of years the hit Angela Lansbury show, Murder. She wrote.
1: 60 minutes will be coming up following football, followed by murder, she wrote.
0: We're have bets on how long it's going to be between murder and she. <laughs> and it got longer and longer. Then it's murder, she wrote,
1: starring Angela Lansbury.
0: So we're doing a game, and uh, there's a movie uh, following the football.
1: Followed by part one of a cbs sunday night movie gone with the wind starring clark gable and vivian all coming
0: i laughed so hard i had to take my headset off and go out in the hallway that was from the nfc championship game if i recall correctly and i looked at the clip they showed dexter manley on the sideline there was a blurred out scoreboard in the background Uh, The wind, of course, at the Meadowlands was whipping badly that day, and Jay Schrader was shell shocked as Redskins quarterback. Uh, They couldn't do anything. You had to be going with the wind to score it all. I believe the Giants won the game 17 to nothing. And if you were going into the wind that night at the Meadowlands, you were toast. You could not throw into it, it was that strong. That said, there was just garbage and leaflets and hot dog wrappers, and, you know, the detritus of good old New Jersey floating through the air as Pat Summerall read that. (laughs) The CBS Sunday night movie, Gone, with the wind. And I think in addition to the pause, it was also the fact it was so windy that night that he felt like punching it up, and Summerall uh, damn near cracked up John Madden to the point where he peed his pants. Oh, the classic memories from yesteryear. Coming up tonight, murder, she wrote. All right, time for Andy Paul, and He joins us now for our usual Tuesday get-together. Hello. Hello, Andy Polin. How we doing after a big win by the Washington football team on Sunday?
1: <laughs> you know, I'm just sobering up now, Zay. I had an all-night bender.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, truth be told, they did look good. How much of that was the little team that could, playing good, spirited football, and how much of it was a Cowboy team that might be as bad as any that I can remember in knowing you for 20 or more years? When was the last Cowboy team this bad, do you think?
1: Um, Somebody sent me something about 2015 at the end of the year. Um, You know, they had that team that Cooley had three touchdown catches against. Right. Right. 2005 but it's not so much that they're bad because they do have some talent they've quit they're not trying and and the play that exemplifies that is the one that got not andy dalton knocked out of the game and not a single player confronted john bostick about that that shows you that they've checked out. I don't think they hate Andy Dalton. I just don't think they care anymore.
0: No, they really are a loose collection of what are we doing just going through the motions. And Mike McCarthy, it's kind of hard to lose a team when you've barely had a team. You know, <laughs> he, they can't be sick of his message. They were doing Zoom meetings uh, for mm-hmm. all a spring. It's like, are you really sick of this guy anyway? Did you hear the bite from McCarthy talking about his research? regarding winning four games in the division
1: no what did he how did he break that down
0: all right I'm gonna play it for you take a listen this was McCarthy uh, telling I guess Kimberly Jones of the NFL network prior to the game thanks so
1: much Aditi you know this week Mike McCarthy was saying there's research that shows that once a team gets to four division wins it's likelier to win the division, but he and Ron Rivera know that in this NFC East, anything can happen. Let's get
0: a new- what the hell does that even mean?
1: Well, Rivera's doing the same thing, though. These, these coaches are, are coming up with numbers that can win the division. Now, ESPN did a simulation last week, and of 20,000 simulations, 13 came up with you could win the division with four games. I don't know if he's referring to that,
0: <laughs> but... No, it was like he's done research that if you win four division games, you have a greater likelihood of winning the division. But that could be a stat that really only proves itself in reverse because usually there's one or two good teams in the division, and they're on their way to 10 or 11 wins. So by default, of course, they're going to win four games of the six in division.
1: Right. Right.
0: Right right.
1: yeah, I mean it's it's uh, look, Steve Spurrier came to town and said, yeah, well, there's only four teams in the division. We might as well win it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was one of the greatest quips ever, and you and I were just gobsmacked that an NFL coach would say that because mm-hmm. Spurrier had this has this sense of humor that just doesn't give a fuck, right Right. And right, so right. he wasn't wrong in that, hey, I'm in college, I've got to beat 10 or 11 other schools. So here in the pros, they only have to beat three other teams uh, for mm-hmm. the division title. It sounds easy, but everything on Sundays is a lot harder than Saturdays, right? Yeah, and
1: he he came in, you know, after kicking the crap out of everybody in the SEC and figured, yeah, I'm really smart about football. How, how tough can this NFL be? Yeah, yeah. He found out. <laughs>
0: how, how about uh, De, denuzi uh, uh Who was De, it that DeNuzzi. came
1: in? Ben didn't, when I got the, Danucci, Danucci,
0: not Danucci, Danucci. Yeah. yeah. He actually said, you know, the thing about it is we don't see guys like chase young very often at JMU. <laughs> I have never Andy in my life heard an NFL player who suited up in an NFL uniform, talk openly about I'm out of my fucking league here. Never. Yeah. I mean, Doug yeah. Flutie was tiny. He doesn't care. Kyler Murray is tiny. He doesn't care. If this guy Danucci, can't handle it, cut his ass,
1: yeah, well, i mean they they brought him in as a project anyway, I mean, I know he, he was going to be third string and and they they didn't figure that that he would have to play and uh
0: it it does is. it is shocking how thin the n f l is at the most important position, right
1: right right well i mean it's it's hard if you have two really good guys to keep them. What happened with Steve Young and Joe Montana will never happen again. You just, you just can't have that. So you wind up with one guy who's really good, and if he's off a rookie contract, you have to pay him a lot of money, and that means the guy you bring in as a backup, you can't afford to pay him very much, and if you're not paying him very much, he's probably not very good.
0: Yeah. Well, even the guys that you think this guy should be pretty good, Andy Dalton, he sucked. And he was right. headed towards a sure defeat anyway before he got knocked out. Speaking of the hit that got him knocked out real quick, is it possible the NFL's rules are creating more circumstances where quarterbacks will get hurt? For example, hear me out for just two seconds here. All right. By allowing quarterbacks to slide and, quote, give themselves up, they're mm-hmm. encouraging quarterbacks, Andy, to put themselves in a very dangerous position, unprotected, sliding with their head and body exposed. Therefore, even when there's not clear cheap shots like the one that Bostic delivered, there are bang-bang plays in which they're not protecting themselves. Is it possible this rule is doing more harm than good?
1: Okay, you might be right, but what would you suggest to protect them? This take is what take they- it away.
0: <laughs> take away okay. the protection. I know it sounds crazy, Andy, but that way quarterbacks would run a lot less and mm-hmm. B, when they did run, they would know I'm not protected, so they would A, get down quicker, and B, not put their body in a position to get waylaid like like uh, Dalton did.
1: Yeah, but the evolution of the game right now is that you value the running quarterback. Well, run. well, then don't fucking run. Well, then you then you then you have to start all over again, and then the drop back passer is suddenly. Of great value. I mean, look, have we have we seen Lamar Jackson get hurt on a run yet? Uh,
0: so. Not badly. Knock kind on wood, Larry. if you're if you're a Raven fan. But it, with enough runs and enough body damage, it's gonna happen.
1: Well, look, we we had Robert Griffin III here, who two things: one, he did not a slide, which was ridiculous. That's hard and to two, believe. Two, he seemed to want to take a hit. He'd delay along the sideline, oh yeah, hoping that somebody pop him so he could get a fifteen-yard penalty.
0: Do you remember um, how he talked? He was such a fake tough guy, talking about, yeah. you know, I'm going to go out there give it all for my teammates and everything else. Yeah, he yeah. he definitely did not know how to use uh, the rules and his slide. The best guy at it is is uh, is Russell Wilson, that yeah. guy, and uh, you know baseball and Kyler Murray too. That was it was the two short baseball players on display last night.
1: Right. right. They, they know how to do it. And, and you ought to go to school on them. Yeah. I mean, Griffin, when he played in Cleveland, he, he was angry that they caught him because he had played at the end of the year coming back from a broken shoulder. Why had he broken his shoulder? Why? He did that stupid thing at the sidelines where he wait to get hit. He took a late hit like the first game and was gone for like 12 games before he finally came back. Right. Crazy.
0: Last night's game also featured a great piece of what I call rundown porn in which D.K. Metcalf runs down Buda Baker from the end zone. And while pretty damn awesome, I had to show my young producer, young Josh Albrecht, the 1983 legendary Daryl Green running down Tony Dorsett from not just behind but across the field and through traffic play. Yeah, yeah.
1: Daryl played 20 years in the league. He played in three Super Bowls. He won two. He's in the Hall of Fame. He was a pro bowler about seven or eight times. That's the most famous play of his career.
0: Is it? Yeah. More than the I mean, punt return in Chicago in the playoffs where he pulled a rib muscle and held it in the final yeah, 20 yards to the end zone.
1: Because I, I think that's more of a, of a local thing. The, the the thing he did in against Dallas was on Monday Night Football, it was the first game that he played in, and Tony Dorsett was a star. Oh, I yeah. Mean, he was he was one of the top running backs in the league at the time, and
0: and an open an open highway Ferrari,
1: the yeah, kind of yeah.
0: strider that once he's free he's gone, just like Eric Dickerson, who also right. broke free and got caught from behind by Daryl Green.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I think I think that has endured as his most famous play, which is really amazing. They lost the game, but uh, he made himself noticed in the NFL right away.
0: Speaking of rundown porn, did you ever see the one of Larry? Allen against the Saints in the yeah. early '90s, I believe.
1: Yeah, Larry, Larry Allen is going to Here it is. is. And it's in the air and picked off by Darian Connor, and Connor is inside the forty, the thirty, oh. and tackled at the sixteen-yard
0: line. Larry, Larry Allen, Allen, I can't believe that. Give be me a break. The rookie from Sonoma State. This guy weighs three hundred and twenty-five pounds.
1: Wayne Martin batted it. We think Darian
0: Connor with the pick and Allen saves the touchdown. I can't. That that was back when Al Michael still had his fastball, Andy, and Dan Deerdorf, I thought was underrated in that booth with good old Frank Gifford as the third yeah. wheel.
1: Yeah, they kept Frank around for a long time. Yeah, Larry Allen is one of those what if stories. He had a great career, but like four or five years into it, he had a very bad car accident. And he came back, and he wasn't quite the same. If he didn't have that, he might go down as the greatest offensive yeah. lineman in history. He was he, great.
0: He was phenomenal. Any other pieces of rundown porn you can think of? Obviously, Don Beebe in the Super Bowl, yes. running down and knocking Leon the ball Lett. away from Leon Lett at the last yeah. second in a blowout in which they were losing badly.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was. The, but that that told you a lot about the the Buffalo Bills, and told you about Leon Lett. <laughs> hey.
0: They're they're not all they're not all uh brain uh brain surgeons, rocket scientists in the NFL. They're guys who are good at football. Will you yeah. please finally admit that Al Michaels has lost his fastball and probably should retire? Well um, please I- Pretty, I would, I would agree, please. I would
1: agree with you. It's time for Mike Tirico to take over, and I believe that's going to happen the season after next. I think that's already, you know, set that, that it's going to be in motion. But did the you West
0: hear team. some of the calls last night? Like, well, I just I, I, played I, you vintage Al Michaels. And...
1: You've been down on Al for a long time.
0: Well, and, uh, it doesn't mean I'm wrong, and I'm getting right. writer by the year. There was a play okay. last night. He non-called because he assumed the running back ran out of bounds. That you can't do that as a
1: play-by-play man. No, no, he, he is known for knowing the rules better than anybody else. That's that's one of his, and his making trademark. sly
0: gambling references.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? There was a period of time where the league frowned on it. I now know, they welcome it. <laughs>
0: right now they're like, could you get a few more of those promos in, please?
1: Right, so he's kind of ahead of his time on that but yes everybody at some point you know gets to the point like you know you can't really do it the way that you used to dick stockton needed to go some years ago and they still tried him out i hope it doesn't happen that way without but the question is what will happen when his nbc contract runs out will another network sign him yeah i don't know
0: i think the best story in the nfl right now is tom fucking brady
1: I knew this. I, people, people who doubted him, I thought were crazy.
0: Um, I, I, I was one of them. I <laughs> well, was one of those dummies. I, I, yeah. I constantly brought up the fact that he said five years ago, when they're saying, "When are you going to retire?" and he said, "I'll retire when I suck," and I'm like, "Okay, you're going to Tampa now, huh? All right, good luck, buddy. Guess what? Suck is coming, and you'll soon be retired. I could not have been more wrong.
1: You know, I, I. Didn't know him well, but I got to know Phil Sims a little bit when I was covering the Giants for WFAN many years ago when he was still playing. And we had a conversation some years later, like early 90s, and he said the cruel thing about playing quarterback is once you really master the mental part of the game, the physical part starts to go. Well, Brady stayed ahead of the game. I mean, he he really has kept himself in, in good enough shape to keep playing. And the mental part, he knows better than anybody, and and so it's it's not surprising. I saw Sonny Jurgensen, who never lifted anything heavier than a twelve ounce curl um, <laughs> when, when he was playing, and he led the league in passing percentage at the age of forty. The problem was he just couldn't stay healthy. He had a bad knee, he had a bad shoulder, but yep. he knew how to play the game, and that's that's the whole thing. They they at that age, they know the game inside and out, and if the physical part keeps up. You can still play, and that's what he's doing.
0: Brady's touchdown to that kid, Miller, uh, was on the money, back corner of the end zone, 55 yards in the air, his longest air yard touchdown in five years at 40-fucking-three. And now they add in plop, plop, fizz, fizz, Antonio Brown. How do you think that is going to go?
1: Well, this is one where Bruce Arians has to say, "Tom, that's your account. If it gets too low. It's
0: You're handling that account. Yeah. That's, that's a that's high your... maintenance uh, account right there handling.
1: Yeah, you, you, you wanted it? Okay. You know, it's like it's like uh, a kid says, "Yeah, I'd like to have a Rottweiler as a pet." Okay, but if he bites any of the neighborhood kids, we're taking him to the kennel. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's great. I think it's fascinating. I think it's, I think it's another reason why the NFL is king is that it is a week-to-week episodic league with all these different characters with these plot twists you couldn't see coming that has the potential for awesomeness or absolute implosion, and you don't know which way it's going to go.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that you know, he's receivers are not necessarily all that well known unless they become superstars, and he was a superstar in Pittsburgh, but virtually unknown. People got to know him through hard knocks for all his Michigas with the Raiders. That's yeah. that's that's what we know about him. So yeah, it's it's it is a dramatic story.
0: Did you uh, hear JJ Watt do the minimalist answer routine after their loss to the Packers? Yeah,
1: watch that clip on YouTube. What's that all about?
0: Well, it's just. He was showing how angry he was at mm-hmm. the team losing. Here's the question that was posed to him, I think by the legendary John McClain, Andy. Yeah, he's. he's been you'd seen, yeah, here. Tell me if this is John McClain. As you'd seen him play early. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all, don't search match. Need to hire? You need. Indeed. Earlier
1: in when you guys played against him?
0: He played very well today.
1: What did he do that made him play well?
0: Threw the ball to the receivers and they caught. All right. Dick, move or understandable if you're very frustrated?
1: I think you can't do that. I mean, if you want... You know he's he's JJ Watt and he's he's cultivated his image. He's done some look great things in his life off the field, raising a lot of money off the flooding some years ago in Houston. But and I'm sure he knows John McClain. He's like the dean of of uh, pro football writers, not just in Houston but across the country. You don't do that. I mean, that's you know, they just say I'm not doing the press conference, or you say, look, fellas, it's uh, been a tough day. I really don't have much to say and. And you leave, but you don't play that game. That's not
0: good. I mean, if you want to be short and pissed off, then be short and pissed off. But give him something. Don't don't purposely go limp. That's going limp in an interview, which makes the questioner look bad. If if the guy says, "What did he do that was different?" You can just go, "Nothing, man. He's a Hall of Famer. I couldn't get to him. We couldn't cover their guys. It was an ugly day. I'm disgusted." Boom. Next yeah. question. It takes the same amount of time. It conveys the fact you're pissed off, but it doesn't make a farce of the whole routine.
1: Great. Right. I agree. I, I, I don't, I, I don't understand why he did that. Cause that's yeah. just, I mean, he's been around too long to, to play that kind of game.
0: Good guy. uh douche move now yeah. to douchebags. How about your boy stubby getting <laughs> 15 <laughs> to life? Well, 15 look. to life. And now his wife has come out, his ex-wife or no. A estranged wife who he's reconciled with has come out and said, I defend him. He was wrongly convicted. Yes, he had sex with this woman who came to the house to interview for a babysitting job, but it was consensual. What a bag of shit. And his wife is a bag of shit as well. You can work on his appeal quietly. Fine. Shut the fuck up.
1: Now, is the, he, there was another case some years before where he was convicted of stealing his then-girlfriend's mail because he was oh. trying to get her, her unemployment checks. I think he spent 90 days in jail for that. I don't know if this is the woman, whether he wound up marrying her or not, but he, he's got a long history of, of stuff. He also was running some kind of a steroid ring for athletes that got him on probation um, some years ago, and he's a, he's a flat-out liar. I mean, he you know, he 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 came in to uh, the team after being signed as a free agent where he had 15 sacks the year before in San Francisco playing next to Bryant Young. Yes. And he and he comes in and I was told he showed up at three hundred and forty pounds, played at like three ten in San Francisco. Right. And and the first year, I think he fell down a flight of steps and uh it was like well, it was some type of a you know meniscus thing is supposed to be four weeks now he checked out for the rest of the year and then he played two more years and then they ran his fat ass out of town and i don't know I the mean, most he, he...
0: the most egregious moment in redskin history when they played <laughs> dallas andy yes. dana stubblefield pick it up from here go
1: Okay, so this is that right after that they fired North Turner and they have Terry Rubisky as the head coach who's trying to he's going to be the one that's going to jockey them into the playoffs so it's after their seven and six start that year. And so uh, Rubisky after the game goes in great detail as to why they didn't have Dana Stubblefield available. He said uh, we got dressed he was sleeping on the training table. We went out for pregame warm-ups, we came back in, he was asleep on the training table. <laughs> this we is, mind came- <laughs>
0: you, a coach saying this to the media about yeah. one of his own players, which is unheard of to right. throw a guy under the bus, but you have to be an extraordinary douchebag to warrant the coach doing that, which he did.
1: Yeah, And then he said, we came back at halftime, he was still asleep, and we figured we weren't going to have him for the rest of the game. He had what was called the flu at the time, and since the the COVID had not yet arrived in the United States, it was 20 years in the making, I don't think he had that, and uh, was not available in a blowout game. That, by the way, was the same game or we had something similar with the uh, player yes. Andy Dalton in that Ebenezer Akeban dragged right. Jeff George across the field and, and not a single
0: redskin not a single redskin objected they almost asked him could you drag him a few more yards because we don't like <laughs> yeah. this guy either <laughs> and didn't didn't wasn't stubby asked about like what you know how come Emmett Smith ran all over you guys
1: no, there was, there was a game, there was two guys, there was Emmett Smith and another running back whose name I can't remember. Oh, but
0: they, that's right. They tag-teamed uh, the, the, together to both run for like 150 yards each.
1: Well, it was 150 yards, but they were each over 100, and they ran right up the middle, which is where Stubby's fat ass was planted, and he said after the game, I didn't see anybody running my way. No, you didn't because your fat face was buried in the turf under those offensive linemen who pancaked you.
0: Exactly. Easy slob. Oh yeah. my god! Right. Hey, Zabe here from my bookie, the official sports book of the Zabe Cast. Real payouts, real customer service, absolutely rock solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now! NFL is going. College football's going, about to add in the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet, lay low and then wham! Hit them with a big right hook of a bet, or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you, by putting a little something something on it. And go to MyBookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to 1000 bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards. The Masters coming up. Presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com. The official and reputable and rock-solid book of this, the ZABEcast. And real quick on uh, baseball. Did you stay up? past midnight on Saturday to see the ending live of game number five?
1: No, I saw the highlight in the morning. That's, it's just too late. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry that, you know, I, I'm I'm still pining for the days when I could run that little, um, little thing up my sleeve, the little earpiece, <laughs> I know. and listen to World Series games at school. I, would I, I day too, day I
0: too to did not stay up late enough to watch it because I had to drive home from Philly. I had to go to bed. I couldn't stay up yeah. until that late.
1: It's ridiculous. It's just, you know, to make. and then they talk about the ratings being bad. Well, you know, I realize that they're primetime ratings and they mean something, but people aren't going to invest in something that's going to end close to 1 o'clock in the morning. It's just not going to happen.
0: That said, it was kind of cool, though, the story of Brett Phillips, the hero with that flair, because he's a nothing, nobody palooka, a utility infielder they picked up at the trade deadline just for a spare part for an extra body, and he ends up in there against an $80 million closer who probably won't close another game for the Dodgers this series if they have to, and he gets the game-winning hit. And uh, Tim Kirchian said today on the afternoon show with me, he said, that's what's great about baseball is, unlike every other sport, baseball, you don't choose who gets to take the last shot. The game and fate determines sometimes who gets to take the last shot, and it was this guy.
1: Yeah, no question. Look, the, the World Series is, is full of guys like that. Uh, the Buddy Bianca Lanas of the world who uh, right. are unknown except for what they do in the World Series. Yeah, it's, it's really remarkable.
0: It really uh, is. Did you uh, like seeing uh, Dick Vitale on his social media posts with his videos? Hey, oh my God, it's so great. Or is it kind of annoying?
1: Well, I, I've had enough of him.
0: You uh, have uh, enough, yeah. <laughs> enough.
1: Look, he, he, everybody's had enough of him. From what I've read, and I don't know, you know.
0: Oh I, boy! I, I'm not. I'm oh not boy! Either, Here we go. Work,
1: no, I, I'm not in the inner workings of ESPN. But my impression is they're afraid to retire him because they don't know what he's going to do with himself. I, that's 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 the way it, it, it comes
0: across. Can he's you tell? Can you tell he's desperate to get back to being Dick Vitale?
1: Yes, but but they've they've and rightly so they've taken him off the big Duke North Carolina games. He's he's not the primetime analyst anymore. He's been replaced by Jay Billis and others, and they let him do games from time to time. But he doesn't add anything. He just he just speaks vitale. There's no yeah. no analysis step anymore.
0: One baby, step one. The Bucks, yeah. baby, the Bucks. Wow, 45, 20, five wins. Mr. Brady, over 400 yards? Are you kidding me? Four touchdown passes? He's 43 years old? No way. Just like no way I'm 81. I got energy to match under you 25-year-olds. Yes. Oh, wow. You got my Bucks, baby. Got that fifth win. Way to go. Tell me where to go, Mr. Brady. Now let's get ready. Raise, go raise. Got a Give us the curse tonight. Get that left handed, baby. Everybody, so we can't beat them. Go bet against the Rays, baby. I'm all ready. I hope they're ready. Let's go, Rays. Hey, Bucks. Congratulations, Bucks. Around on the road. I'm fired up. I can't wait no. to go. Let's go, Rays.
1: If Kelly Endo did Vital, that's what he would do because he's just doing I know. a parody of himself. You, you know, they don't do him any favors either on ESPN when they run these 35-year-old games and you watch him and he's actually giving you analysis and speaking in a regular tone. You right. know, he, 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 now he's just doing what people think Vital should be I doing. Know. I
0: know, I know. You know what's going to happen since the uh, Lightning already won the Stanley Cup, and of course he pimp-walked that one in as well. Yeah. being a long-time Tampa St. Pete resident. Uh, the uh, Rays are going to do the same thing, and they're going to win the World Series. Tom Brady and the Bucks are going to be in the Super Bowl, and he's going to die the morning of the game. <laughs> oh, what is wrong with you? No. I mean, I hope not, but can you imagine? Oh, baby, the dagger. I thought I had made it. I didn't last that long. I shouldn't have been so cocky about it all.
1: The race, the race deal is legit. you You can see him actually sitting at Rays game. I
0: watching. know let, but, quote unquote legit. I mean, whatever. <laughs> He's got oodles of time in the summer. He's retired. He's a millionaire. What else is he gonna fucking do in Tampa? He needs to go find some air conditioning, and they got it at the Tropicana Dome.
1: Well, according to the president, you may not have it if he's not reelected.
0: Oh God! All right, so <laughs> so uh so real quick, the Masters is coming up in three weeks, and Tiger oh, Woods man. says that the annual Masters dinner is going to go on as planned, despite the fact they gather as a bunch of altocockers in a closed mm-hmm. room, which some people think is too dangerous. A, do you think they should be having the Masters dinner? And B. Are you planning any differences to your Thanksgiving get together with your family?
1: Well, um, my plan is to is to stay home. We usually go to Baltimore, but since the Washington team is playing, I'll just you know stay home and watch it, and then uh, they can bring me a platter. I mean, everybody's trying to figure it out now. We we, we used to gather every year, you know, fifteen people.
0: But are you worried? Who is who's worried? Who who feels like it's too dangerous? You or well, other family well, members?
1: Well, my, my mother-in-law finally retired from doing the dinner a few years ago. She's 90 now. So my sister-in-law has sort of taken it over. But there's questions as to whether we can have everybody. And now, you know, everybody's got a significant other. So what was 14 is now becoming like 20. So I, I, I don't really know. All I know is I'm watching the game. Hopefully they'll bring me home a plate of food.
0: <laughs> if not, <laughs> you'll see if a Boston market is open on yeah, on what? Thanksgiving Thursday. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Andy? You want to riff on before we're done here today?
1: Uh, No, I think I think uh, we've covered it all. And uh, as usual, you've done your fine, thorough job.
0: Okay. Well, a lot a lot of stuff left on the table, but you know what? There'll be more coming up tomorrow because sports is like that; it delivers us with a lot of crazy stuff, and that's why we love it, right? It's the greatest reality show going.
1: Exactly. Love
0: it. All right, Andy. Thank you, buddy. We'll see you. All right, say. There you go. Andy, of course, slipped in an election reference. Oh, wow. Look at the calendar. Hmm, Election is one week from today. A lot of angst in this nation. Way more than usual for elections. The most important election of our lives. I'll admit, I'm battling it to a certain degree as well. And... I was thinking to myself, "So all right, what do you do, and this depends you know, it doesn't matter if you're going to vote for Biden or for Trump or for some third party fringe candidate, green Party, libertarian party. what's the worst that can happen? Think up the worst case scenario of the person you don't vote for, and then divide that by about a hundred because maybe 1% of what your worst-case scenario is will actually come to fruition. Or, if you want, pretend you voted for the other guy. Because remember, even if your guy wins, the other guy is going to get minimum 46% of the vote. Minimum. And that represents probably close to 60 million people who actually said that's the guy whether it's the cheeto skinned big haired orange man bad or whether it's basement joe and his sleazy dealings the guy you hate is going to get a ton of people who say that's my guy trick yourself mentally to go oh no i voted for the other guy i know you're saying well how can i possibly do that i i don't like anything about who that other guy is, what he stands for, and what he plans to do if elected or reelected. Yeah, but 60 million people think that. I'm not saying they're wrong, but there's a lot of good, smart, otherwise normal people that are voting for the other guy, and that doesn't matter who you vote for. Why are they doing it? How are they doing it? See, that's the thing. you got to trick yourself mentally. You also have to realize this is basically a four-state election. It's Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Florida. Maybe Ohio, doubtful I say. I think Trump holds that. Arizona, Minnesota, North Carolina, Nevada could be in the mix. Ah, Those are smaller chunks of the pie. It's a four-state deal now. If you live in one of those four states, congratulations. You're going to have a hand in selecting who wins this election. Maybe. That's the thing. And don't start with me. You can save your letters about the Electoral College and how it should be abolished. If you believe the Electoral College should be abolished, you're an idiot. And I love you, but you're an idiot. And you don't understand the benefits of the Electoral College. Simple, straight, brute force 50% plus one democracy is the worst possible way to go. Thank God we still have a federal society to a certain degree, although that's diminishing all the time. Because you can, if it gets too intolerable in certain states, whether you're a liberal in Alabama or a conservative in California, you can say, you know what, fuck it, I'm out of here. Go move to a state that... You know, vibrates to a much different philosophy. Still hamstrung by our federal overlords, but still able to operate a lot differently. So no, you don't want straight 50% plus one democracy. Not a good idea. And I say that not just because it would hurt probably the people that you think I vote for on a regular basis, but it would just be bad for democracy, period. So there's your election in a nutshell. Who do I think is going to win? I have no idea. Honestly, I have no fucking idea. I do think that there is some stuff going. I I have some thoughts about polling. I won't share it here because you'll just want to argue with me and it'll anger up the blood. Uh, But I think polling is extremely inexact. And I think polling is very complicated because it's hard for them to really reach a good percentage of people. I think only 6% of people that were attempted to be reached responded to the polls. And you could say but that doesn't matter. It's still they're getting enough people. They're getting a good enough sample. I mean, how many times have been the poll have the polls been wrong and loud wrong and dead wrong despite all the money, all the modeling, all the smart nerds that have put themselves into it. And how do people now react to polling? Do they tell the truth all the time? Plus you're trying to poll who you knew elected, trying to poll and gauge who voted last cycle. But we only draw, what, 60% of eligible voters? That's it. That means there is millions and millions of people who don't vote, who could come out of the weeds, who could come out of the woodwork, one way or the other, for the first time in years. Because for years they have bumped along trying to make ends meet, saying to themselves, what does it fucking matter? This guy, same as the other guy. This chick, same as the other dude. Doesn't matter. And now all of a sudden, they could say, oh, fuck. I think this one might matter. I I think I'm in. How do you account for them? How do you guess at who they are? What's their age bracket stratification? How do you think they're going to vote? A lot of unknowns out there. It's It's like fishing in the ocean. The ocean is a big, big pond, a lot of fish out there. And we're only getting about 60% of it when it comes to voting. So I don't know who's going to win. I don't know if it'll even be over on election night. But I do subscribe. One last piece of advice to try to cope with this, no matter how it goes for you or your person. I liken it to the um, deadliest catch analogy of life. If you watch deadliest catch, it's such a brutal job. These guys, these deckhands are hauling pots on 30-foot seas in the Bering Straits, and they are working themselves 24 hours a day around the clock, uh, risking all kinds of injury, death, being cast overboard. It's a totally hard job, and they don't get to pick the weather. On a few rare occasions, you'll see deadliest catch. They're like, oh, that's really lovely right now. It's not raining. It's not snowing. And light, light winds, seas are calm. Just hauling up pots—that's a rarity. Most of the time, the sea is angry, my friends. And the worst part is, sometimes you get freezing mist uh, from the ocean that clings to the bow of the ship, the railings, and the pots that are stacked up on the front of the boat. And it's the deckhand's job between hauling up pots for 24 hours straight to go up there, climb on top of the, of the pots or the big boxes of nets that catch the crabs and smash off the ice in order to keep the boat from capsizing. And then once you're done that, okay, good. Now come haul some pots and sort some crabs and do this other shitty, miserable job. In addition to doing that, how does this relate to election? Okay. Okay. Let me bring it home, hopefully bring it home. The point is, no matter who gets elected, you are going to have to haul the pots anyway in life. What's hauling the pots? Making a living, paying your rent or mortgage, raising a family, putting your kids through school, and hopefully spending some time doing whatever it is you like to do. Watch football, go to a party, go to a concert, play golf, do whatever. That's what you should focus on. Haul the pots so you can afford to do what makes you happy in life. And don't worry about the weather because you can't control it one way or the other. And with that, we're done for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this podcast to be enjoyable, thought-provoking, and easy listen or just a good companion uh, as part of your routine or your commute. Or whatever jobs you're doing in the background, please tell a friend. Keep the Zabecast Nation growing. We know there's more than a few podcasts out there, so we're all vying for your ears, and I appreciate yours. Thanks for listening. Have a great Tuesday, and we will see you next time. With me. Hey, Zabe here for My Bookie, the official sports book of the Zabe cast. Real payouts, real customer service, absolutely rock solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now. NFL is going, college football is going, about to add in the Big Ten and the Pac 12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with My Bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet, Lay low and then, wham, hit him with a big right hook of a bet. Or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something, something on it. And go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, the Masters coming up, presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock solid sports book of this, the ZABEcast.